Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Fluent English Pro Podcast. Today, I am with my amazing co-host, Paula Aristizabal. Paula, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing great. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic. Yes. That is using your English skills for speaking in front of a public. And as a teacher, I've been an English teacher, I think, for over 15 years now. And one of the most important skills you can have either in your native language or in your second language or foreign language, English in this case, is to be able to communicate in front of a group of people or speak in front of a group of people. And, and sometimes this is, this is hard. It's hard. Depends on the audience, depends on the context, depends on what you are going to do, yes. right? But it's always hard. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, people, people get nervous. <laughs> people feel observed. People feel anxiety. Yeah, and because this, you're, you're, you're thinking that everyone is going to, to uh, judge wait. You. Yes, I'm going to wait the moment that you do something wrong. So. Yes, yes, yes. But this is normal. Everybody experiences this and um, making mistakes is part of the process. Yes, even experts make mistakes. So that's that's totally fine. So in my case, I have been working as a teacher for a long time. So for me, it's very easy to, to stand in front of a group of people because I do that every day. But in your case, if you are starting out, we are going to give you some recommendations when it comes to doing a presentation or a conference either uh, in front of a digital or a physical audience. Good. So here go some tips before the presentation and during the presentation. So before the presentation, you must check your timing. This is very important because maybe you prepare all the presentation and you do check your timing. So then you go like you, you use more time in some section and then you have to rush in the next section and then you at the end you didn't finish your presentation because of the time right so calculate how long it will take you to cover each section without rushing it's very important if you don't have enough time that means that you are putting too much information into the presentation and this is a key i think because if you if you have a presentation, but you, do you think that is not enough time? It's not enough time. It's too much uh, information. I'm yes. Sorry. Yes. Because sometimes we want to talk about everything. We want to mention every single statistic, every single aspect, every single photo. But time is limited. So No. And on the other hand, maybe for us, it's uh, maybe short information because we know the, the the topic right mm -hmm. so for us it's like easy but if you are in front of an audience that 
it's like getting something new. They need time to process and sure. Uh, that too. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very good tip. That one was a good tip. Okay. So do not be afraid of removing or eliminating things from your presentation. If the presentation is likely to take more time than you expect, you have to re reduce elements. You have to remove elements to reduce the time. Yes, that is key. What, what matters here, and this is also very, it depends on the presentation, of course, each case is different, but what matters here is the core information, not so much like the excess of details. Practice makes masters. We always say that, right? So practice multiple times. Make sure you do it in a way that is comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. You have to be comfortable there, relaxed, and we need the time frame. Within the time frame is the limit of time you have. Yes, the initial and the final time. Oh, so that's you right. should have, yes, you should have like a, a stopwatch or a watch or something where you can check the time. Yes. And be alert of when you should begin and when you should be closing and when you should end that presentation. So, so you have to practice with the time. Yes. Time your rehearsal. Very important. Good. Uh, another important point is understanding your audience, as you mentioned a moment ago, uh, and understanding the setting. If you are going to talk to a panel of experts or to people who are professionals, they already know the concepts. So you don't have to give them definitions or explanations because they know. But if the people are not experts in the area, you have to go and expand and explain what it is that you're trying to convey. And maybe change the vocabulary they are going to use. Yes, that's right. And also understanding the setting is key because sometimes if you have just one presentation, so you're going to have more time. But if you have multiple presenters, you're going to have more limited time. And you have to include in, in like as part of that time, you have to include the time for going on top of the stage, getting in front of the microphone, waiting for people to make silent, they have to be silent. So like all those things count. Yes. So knowing the setting is going to be important as well. If you are new to the setting, that's okay. You just can go and like be cool about it. I think there is no possibility to have control over every single aspect. So just be open to adapt to the situation. Yes. And practicing is very important, but you shouldn't practice like before going on, on the presentation, I think. I know, but days before. You have to do it days before. Yes. The day of the presentation, you should do exercise to relax your mouth and heat hydrated. Hydrate, yes. Uh, there are, I think, especially singers and vocal coaches have very good exercises to warm up your uh, vocal folds, uh, vocal cords, and to relax the muscles on your face so you can speak more fluently. Uh, for example, that the thing that babies do, like that... That thing yeah. babies do, that helps, a lot. that helps a lot because that relaxes your lips and the, the muscles on your face a lot. You can also massage your cheeks. Yes. And you can do that exercise with a pen where you bite a pen. So you think like that this. works in any language. It is what you have to do. Yeah. But with a pen until you can clearly say what you want to say. It's, it's a very good uh, tip. 
And more in English because in English, the, the position of the tongue and the mouth is going to change when it we talk in English. It is going to change, yes, yes. So it's really important to do this, time, this type of, of exercise, right? That's great. Yeah, that's correct. And also hydrate. And when I say hydrate, I mean water. Do not drink coffee or do <laughs> no, not drink coffee. any other type of, of beverages. No, it's going to be a bad idea. Yes, just water is going to be okay. Do not drink an excess of water because you might want to go to the bathroom while you're at the presentation. So uh, just drink some water to help you hydrate and refresh your throat. That is going to help you uh, give a better presentation and to have a more relaxed voice and tone. Now, here we have the, the tips for during the presentation. Yes. Right? So posture is going to be very important for two reasons. Reason number one is what you are transmitting to the audience. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's reason number one. But reason number two is what you are transmitting to yourself. Oh, yes. If your posture is relaxed and straight, yes. So that is going to signal your brain that you are relaxed. So if you are in a position where your body is straight, you're comfortable, that is going to signal your brain and your mind that everything's all right. And you're going to transmit that to your audience. So keep a calm and open body language so that it can help both uh, communicate with yourself and with your audience. And something important here is maybe you have to be conscious about your posture, right? But not to be a lot of conscious because if you maybe try to be like uh, some... Like a lot of straight is going to be like... A, you are not going to look relaxed. Yeah, you're going to look stiff. So this posture you should practice two days before in the practicing that you are doing you have to include the time you have to include the posture you are going to have the gestures maybe because maybe you don't you don't notice but but if you maybe record a presentation days before in the practicing you can notice that you are doing something in your face and you don't want to mm -hmm. in during the presentation so another tip is to slow down and this is very difficult to me because when i'm nervous <laughs> I try to rush. So that's not the, the idea because maybe if we, if you go like very, very fast, uh, the people are not going to understand what you are saying. Or maybe you miss information, very important information. So it's important to slow down. Yes, you have to force yourself. Sometimes it's difficult. So force yourself to slow down to speak at a slow pace. Yes. And that will help both you calm down if you're nervous. And also it will help the audience understand better what you are transmitting to them. And besides slowing down, the other aspect of your voice you can use is intonation. Yes, because if you speak like this all the time, so you're going to sound like a robot because you don't change your intonation. However, if you use speed and intonation, yes, if the intonation goes up or goes down, you're going to capture your audience's attention more easily. You're going to sound more authentic. You're going to sound more human. And you can use the intonation as well to emphasize ideas. Exactly. You say, okay, just, this is important here. Just for emphasizing ideas, not the whole presentation. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't exaggerate. Like th there should be ups and downs. Yes. Exactly. Ups and downs. That's a normal thing without exaggerating. Okay. The next one is very important. It's tell stories. This helps you to connect with the audience. All the audience 
can connect with the, with you or in, in this case with us. So it's important to tell stories about what you are talking about. So it doesn't matter if it's a business presentation or what whatever. If you tell a story about what is related to what you are saying or presenting, it's going to help, certainly. Yes, people will remember what how you made them feel. More than the information you gave them, they will remember how you made them feel. So stories will help transmit that emotion. But it hasn't to be like a long story. It must be short. Yeah, just to illustrate the point. Exactly. Just to illustrate the point, yes. And, and part of this connection also is looking in the eye, establishing eye contact with individuals in your audience, yes? So you are talking and then you establish eye contact with a person for three, four seconds, and then you do it with a different person for another three, four seconds, and so and so. So that makes people be aware that you are talking to them, that makes them feel uh, connected, yes? That make them make them feel present and makes them feel like you are um dedicating all your attention to them so that like tiny very short fraction of time where you establish eye contact is going to be amazing for building rapport with your audience another one it's keep a pointer or a marker in your hands right? yes sometimes you don't know what to do with your hands <laughs> your body and this is going to help you a lot to look professional yes. and it will help you to keep your hands busy and not to do something that you don't want to because with the body language we are going to express a lot more than with uh, what you are saying so pay attention to that and this is going to help you a lot yes i still do this as a teacher i like to have a marker in my hand even, even if though you are not yeah, using it even though i'm not using it but that helps me uh, keep my hands busy otherwise I, i don't know where to put my hands like take your role as a teacher so yes 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 that really helps another tip is away Avoid yeah. putting your hands into your pocket. Ah, uh, yeah. Do not hide your hands. Don't put the hands in your pocket or behind your back. Yes. Keep your hands visible. That establishes trust as well. Another important tip is using the space. Yes. If you are in front of an auditorium, maybe you can move around. Maybe you can walk across the, the space. Maybe you can walk down and move like in between the audience. Yeah. Yes. That depends on what the setting is. But I think mastering the space and appropriating the space will make you look and feel more confident. It's yours. Yes. yes. If you attach yourself to a stand and you are just there stiff and you don't move and you are like hiding behind the stand, that can affect your energy. But if you master the space and you move and you talk and you can like uh, address different parts of the public by moving to different points of the of the space that will be very very useful this is not easy though because you have to one uh know the space first yeah. and and sometimes like for example if you're using a microphone sometimes the microphone is fixed but whenever you have the flexibility to move around you should do it even if in a in a controlled way it doesn't have to be like very a very wide range of motions just move around the space a bit and that will help you connect with with the with the people that you are addressing and the last one it's have fun and enjoying creating human connections so it's important to have fun in everything that you do and more if you are trying to do it in another language that is not yours so uh, this is the core of the um, of what you are doing you are working 
with your team to make their lives uh, and work better. Great. Yeah, those are great tips for speaking in public. I think it's very important to say practice is important, right? Yes. Days before. Yes. Having in mind the space. Yes. Maybe the move, the body language and the time. And the intonation, voice, speed and intonation are important as well. I think this tip about recording yourself, like having the presentation. Yeah, that that works well. Why didn't we mention this before? I did it. You did? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, record yourself. I don't remember Paula mentioning that, but if she said, okay, I believe Paula. <laughs> record yourself and, and that will really help you as a tool to become better and better at public speaking. Yes. And the links that we have below, you can find a TED Talk, right? Yes. So it, TikTok is very good because they do these like very like like natural, right? Yes. So maybe you can watch this, not to copy what they're doing exactly because you have your own style, but to to understand what is happening uh, in the whole context of the actionary, right? The movement, the body language, the time. And you know, the TikTok are short in the most yes. of the time. Yeah, they're like 15 minutes. Exactly. So it's good to have this reference to study what, what you are going to do. Yes, you can find the link. The name of the tech talk is Seven Keys to Good Storytelling. You can access the link in the description of this episode. You can go check it out. And I think most likely you're going to be able to, you, to have uh, subtitles as well. Uh, very interesting, very interesting yeah, it's video. it's amazing. You must uh, watch it. So I think that's everything for today, right? It is, yes. If you want to continue connecting with us and learn more about us, we are on TikTok, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Tinder, no, not on Tinder. We are on TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> no, and Tinder, Facebook. No. Uh, you can find us as at Fluent English Pro. There you are going to find more tips, more information. You're going to find clips from the podcast. And yeah, you can message us and you can connect with us over there. So I think that's everything for today. Thank you, David, for this episode. I enjoyed it a lot. And see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.